Hey, good evening, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. We're going to have a fun little giddy up tonight for a podcast. Um, we've got some of our favorite people on. We got seven of our favorite uh, top fans on. And I'm going to draw their names at random out of a hat and pick an order. And then they're going to give you the best hitter that they think from 1980 to present without repeating themselves. So if they're at the bottom of the list and somebody's already been taken, they got to they got to come up with something else. So this is going to be exciting tonight. Um, my my bouncer for this evening is Thomas. He's the uh, the Braves fan, so he'll take care of things. We've got gotcha. Sarah, the Red Sox fan. We've got Oscar and Brett from the Pandemic Crew. We've got Jackson, who's a Braves fan. Thomas, a Braves fan. We got Brian on, who was the first podcast we ever did as an Angel fan. We got Jason, who's a Yankees fan. So we're just going to have fun tonight and just talk this through. So everybody ready? Thomas, are you ready to find out the draft order here? Just so that it works out well. The first person picking is going to be Jackson. Woo, Jackson. He got it. He got it easy. Second person in is Sarah. You've got number two. Woo, so you got it easy too. Third person, Jason. I'm going to be last. I know it. Yeah. Thomas is like, oh, no, no, this isn't going to work well. <laughs> All right. Fourth person is Thomas. All right, I'll take that right, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Okay, fifth person we got out of the hat. Brett, you're up number five. Sixth person is Oscar. And then Brian, you get to clean us up. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I He's an angel fan. suspicion that will be the guy that you were thinking of already mentioned by then. So... Here we go. Did we lose anybody? Nope. We got everybody. All right. So here we go. Jackson, who is your, uh, who's your guy? Tell us, tell us, tell us. I, I put a lot of thought into this. I remember we did a hall of fame video when we first started doing top fan. It was a guy that was almost forgotten. I'm going to start off with Kirby Puckett. Ooh. Kirby. Kirby Puckett was a pain, man. Literal. That pain is a pain. very good pool, Jackson. And, and hear me out. Since I am the stats guy, I got some advanced stats for Kirby Puckett to defend myself here. He played in four playoff series in his career, two World Series. And he in all the playoffs, he had an 897 OPS with a 913 OPS in both his World Series appearances. Works for me. So he was okay. Yeah. He's, that, he's that guy that can make contact and he can run the bases, but he can also take it out of the yard too. Yeah, I mean – 2,300 hits in 12 seasons is pretty pretty ridiculous, if you ask me. That is, a great, that is one that I didn't think of. Yeah. But that is a great one. I love that. In a small to mid-market. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby Puckett. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that as we're wrapping up. Sarah, you're up. Who's your pick? All right. I went thinking I'm probably going to get pulled last. So I went through all sor or sorts of scenarios and all this. So – I'm going with Manny Ramirez on this one. Um, it's something where throughout his career, he was completely consistent until he actually, you know, went to the Dodgers and all the suspensions and all of that good stuff. Um, but, you know, 555 home runs. He was start leading off before Ortiz when he came to Boston. And then they were like, oh, he's the 2004 MVP. We're going to switch it up. And then he ended up playing cleanup because everybody was afraid of Ortiz when he was actually the bigger threat. Right. That's, that's actually a good pull. He, um, 
I mean, obviously you're a Red Sox fan, so you got to see a lot of them, mm -hmm. you know, at Fenway and, and a lot of things. So that's actually a really good pull. I, again, he wasn't one of the guys that I thought of, but what do you fellas think? I completely agree. Um, there's, you can go Ortiz or, or, you know, man, that's just that you, he, he controlled things and he, he saw it. He, he's a Yankee killer uh, amongst everybody else, man. And he's, just, I, I don't want to see him up there. Yeah. Even in Cleveland, he was really great in their playoffs with getting them into the playoffs. He was, you know, yeah. all the way through his career until, you know, in 2008, when we made the decision to trade him. So he was Let's definitely see. on my list. And someone I hated when the Angels played them in the playoffs. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, but, you're an Angels fan." Yeah, you're. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but Brian, in, in saving grace for you, Brian, Manny has the best highlight at Anaheim Stadium on his butt, cutting that ball off from center field instead of letting the shortstop do it, and then yeah. picking it up and throwing. So you've got some solace there that he's got a highlight that you're kind of like, yeah, probably not the best Wait. one, Manny. Yeah, we right. got the infamous yeah. against yeah. the Angels. We got that one. There you go. Let that, let that love happen. it, love it. All right, Jason, you're up next. Who do you got? Um, you know, the, there's just so many to even consider. I mean, you can pull anybody, whether it's your favorite team or somebody that just destroyed your favorite team and you know, kept kept them out of the playoffs or whatever. But growing up, um, I'm going with Steve Garvey. I'm going with the Garve. The Garve is, you know, uh, obviously he is one of my favorite players. Um, but between it was really between Bobby Gritch and Steve Garvey for me as a kid growing up. Those two guys were exceptionally clutch. But I kind of took Garve on the edge. Um, he has six 200-hit seasons. I mean, who has those anymore? I didn't even know he had that many 200-hit seasons. It was uh, really interesting to find that out looking up his, his stats, but he led the league NL in hits twice. And he, I mean, he was just clutch. He came and clutched the all star games, the write in candidate, wins the MVP, um, not just once, wins the all star MVP twice. And uh, you know, in, in those days of the, of the late 70s, early 80s Dodger squads that I grew up watching on local TV, that, it was the Garf, man. I mean, he was the guy. So that's my, that's my guy. It's a great pool. I, I still think he's one of the biggest uh, Hall of Fame snubs. Yeah. I, I think I, he belongs in there. I agree. Yeah. Fellas, Sarah, what do you guys think? Everybody's in I agree. I mean, I'm a, yeah, agreeance, absolutely. Yeah, great Padre. Yeah, it's uh, Steve Garvey to me, because I'm a little bit younger. I was born in 76, is always a Padre. And my mom always had the biggest crush on him. She just thought he was so <laughs> handsome. So that, that's my Steve Garvey knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me tell you, when I used to go to Dodgers games in the early 80s, there was plenty of people, Brett, that were around that um, – that were around that were female persuasion all by first base, trying to get an autograph, trying to get, you know, with their old cameras, trying to get, you know, pictures of them. So it makes sense. He was a Dodger though. I just want you to get, you know, I just want to get that around. <laughs> he was the Hollywood, you know, the Hollywood pretty boy when uh, mm -hmm. I think, well, he had, yeah, his wife was 
Cindy Garvey, if I remember correctly, back in those days. And so yeah. they were like the total cool Hollywood hip. Uh, they were athlete. kind of the Camelot of baseball back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good pull. I love it. All right, Thomas, you are up, my friend. Tell me what you got. And I, I suspect I know Thomas's answer to this. I'll be shocked if it's not. Guarantee you don't. Guarantee you don't know what I'm talking about. Let's go. Okay. So I'm going to segue off of what Jason said. Someone that has kicked my team's butt throughout his entire career. I'm actually going to a uh, in-division rival. I'm going to pick David Wright. David Wright never never had spectacular, flashy numbers, but he was Mr. Consistent Mm -hmm. his entire 14-year career. He was a seven-time All-Star, never got any MVPs, but hated playing against him because he was always that player, that Mr. Clutch. But if he had had any other uniform on, he would have been one of my favorite players to watch. So David Wright is my pick. You You just shocked me. Because I had written down, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you when we're done with this, I had written down, yep. Thomas is going to say, and I wrote down a name. I am Got shocked, it. but I love that answer. <laughs> right, David Wright, he leveled up when he played you guys, right? Yes, he did. He leveled and I just up love he how he played, played his that. entire career with one team. That's one of those mm-hmm. aspects you don't see anymore. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, his career by injuries was cut short. He was one of those yep. guys that just kind of played the game right. You didn't hear yes. about him in the media. He wasn't a, a, you know, he wasn't that guy that you heard doing this, that, or the other, or starting fights or being stupid. He just showed mm-hmm. up and he played the game right, and people respected that. And I mean, exactly, it's hard. I mean, the Philly guys, you guys can jump in too because you know he he played you guys well too, but hard yeah. enough to like him. Always glad that he could never stay healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, funny, but like, you know, as Phillies fans, it was always nice, like when you're when the star players on around, especially, you know, like 2007, 2008, when we were first starting to trend. I mm-hmm. believe about both of those you kind of helped us a little bit along the along the way there. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Oscar, what do you think? Um, I don't want the guy. That's all I got. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's kind of what Thomas said, but he's got to respect him. <laughs> yes, got to respect him. Now, you yeah, just real, real quick. What's now, that? Real quick, to piggyback off of Brett, man, listen, uh, it, it was great to have the Phillies and the Mets. Uh, it's always good when both teams are good at the same time, man. It just builds the rivalry. But, uh, again, he was always hit with the injury bug, man. So it did right. kind of, you know, mess up his career there. But, yeah, he was – he killed us a couple times. I I have to say, right now, outside of the Dodgers, I am I'm loving watching the National League East race because you've got the Mets that are good, the Braves that are good, and the Phillies that are good. I from an, I I would hate to be in the middle of that if it was Dodgers, Padres, Giants. It would drive me nuts. But from an outsider perspective, I love it. You guys are that is the division to watch because it's. It's fun, right? Super exciting, right? Listen, now. we 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 need we need the we need the. Oops, what happened there? We we I dropped you there for a second, Oscar. My connection good. Yeah, go ahead again. What were you saying? Oh no no, no. We, we 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 need to we need the to beat the pass and nice to get that uh, second spot in the uh, in the race. We are right now. It's two nothing right now. Uh, I need dark. All right, that's all I need. There you go. 
All right, Brett, you're up. Who's your guy? All right, so it's ironic that I got the fifth pick because my favorite baseball player of all time is not a Phil, not Pat Burrell. It's number five, George Brett. That a boy. Bunch nice of all contacts. Yeah. He was a 370 World Series hitter, a 340 League Championship hitter. You know, he basically took a franchise and is still to this day to face that franchise. You know, he 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 was such a good player and, you know, he was – a leader. He was a spark plug. You know, we all know about the old, the, the pine star and like how bad he wanted to win, even on just like basically like a, you know, pointless middle of August type game. Um, you know, and still to this day, you know, you see him around, like he's at the, uh, the, the training camps, he's down with the minor leaguers, uh, you know, teaching that. And that's, that's also part of being clutch. You know, if you're a clutch player and you're sitting down the opposite of the bench, you're not really inspiring your team and you can't do it all yourself. You know, this isn't a sport like tennis or track where you can do some things on your own. You know, you, you need a team around you. And, of course, we also got the great George Brett shit in his pants story on the plane. I mean, everybody loves that story. Ah. You know? <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, this is – I this. if you look around my room, it's all Phillies and one George Brett that Oscar gave me. Yeah. George you know, Brett. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. That, that's a solid pick. He was on my list uh, as well, mm-hmm. too. I think he led the league and hits two times. I think if you, we look up his war, it's almost uh, almost a 90 war. If you look at that, and I mean, yeah, led league and hits three times and had two 200 hit seasons. And again, you know, uh, not well represented in the Midwest market. And, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, did not see him play unless it was in the, you know, a game of the week on Saturday in the 80s or something. But those old Angel Royals rivalries in the 80s were all yes. about Brett, man. Yeah. That's it was awesome. grit. That's what he was. He was like grit. He hustled. He was just like a consistent hustle no matter what. And he was also picking up his guys and was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like, con- like a true team player as it should be. Completely agree. agree. Yeah, he so also yes. had titles in three different decades and silver sluggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three different decades too. I mean, so you had a bit of longevity. Mm-hmm. I was giving you some uh, some dates on that. Oscar, Oscar, man, your connections for yeah, we're we're losing you every other word. Yeah, let me move out of this spot. The, so. I follow a lot of like personally, not top fan, but personally, I follow a lot of baseball stuff um, on Twitter. And there was a picture, happenstance, Brett, that it, there was a picture yesterday on a site that I follow that has old time baseball photos. And they're always awesome photos. Like they're old baseball parks or there's something. Yesterday it showed George Brett after his final game at Kauffman Stadium, bending down and kissing home plate in 1993. And I just thought, for the love of the game, man. For the love of the game, right? Yeah, I still remember when you retired. I cut out the I cut out the things from the paper and put it in a scrapbook that I still have. <laughs> nice, George. Ninety-nine, great man. George Brett always leveled up too against the Angels. He for some reason he liked that 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 rivalry there, and okay. uh, I mean obviously after the Yankee Pine Park incident, he tried to level up every time they were playing the Yankees. Um, which incidentally that happened on my 
years before I met my wife, but it happened on um, our wedding anniversary. So every time I turn on the TV on our wedding anniversary and I go to the MLB channel, it's always shown the George Brett Pine Park thing. Yeah. So just, <laughs> just something I get to see every year as right? a reminder, right? <clears throat> That's so. hilarious. All right, Mr. Oscar, you are up, my friend. Who you got? He's got my connection. It's still a little spotty, but go ahead and try. We're getting about we're getting about every third word, Oscar. I think he said Tony Gwynn. You said Tony Gwynn. Thumbs up if it's Tony Gwynn. Thumbs up. Oscar's list because we were talking about our list beforehand, and he mentioned that he was on there, so it probably is. Okay, he just dropped like, off. He'll come back on. Um, <laughs> who, we got? who we got? Yeah. All right, Brian. So we'll go to you while we're waiting for Oscar to come back. Oh wait, wait. Well, here he comes. I mean, here, oh, here he comes. Hold on, Oscar. Can you hear us? Okay. Oscar, we're gonna come back to you. We're gonna go to Brian and see if we can't get your connection. Go for well, it, Brian. Well, since it wasn't recorded, I mean, but we'll let him go. He's back. He's back. I'll oh, oh. Oscar, are you there? Not there. No. I think we got you now, Oscar. How you doing? All right, just make up. Uh, I went with Tony and uh, okay. uh, eight. Uh, again, you know, it's not like it's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Man. Uh, never bad under. That's tough. I agree with you on Tony Gwynn, Oscar. I think he had. Uh, I did. I read someplace. Check me if I'm wrong, Jackson. You can check me on this. But did I read that he never had a three strikeout game in his career? Did I? I I thought I read that recently, and I thought he also, if I wasn't mistaken, I think he also never struck out against Greg Maddox. If I'm not mistaken, he struck out three times in the game once. Oh, three times in a game once in his career. So I guess he was okay. He was a pretty good hitter. Yeah. That some probably did it. Yeah. My gosh, Tony Gwynn. If if you wanted to talk about the art of hitting, Tony Gwynn is is your guy, right? Yeah, I think I read a stat of his '93 season. I think he struck out only 16 times the whole season. Um, wow. Yeah, and I mean, you know, because I think we were we were. Joey Gallo's chops again, you know, <laughs> we were saying, you know, how he strikes out that much a week and, yeah. you know, when didn't you know the best doctor out there right now? <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, listen, Joey Gallo got a hit to left field. It is like his one of his first games against the Dodgers. So, you know, one Dodgers out of 92 isn't bad. Blind squirrels find nuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Broken <laughs> clock strike 12 twice in one day. <laughs> oh, Woof. All right, Woo! Brian, let's see the what most, you got. I've been anxiously waiting gonna, this. The most Tony Gwynn ever struck out was 40 times in a season, and that's unheard of. Oh my um, so, I mean, I didn't hear it, so Oscar took my pick. I was like, if he 
gets dropped, like I'm taking Tony Bland. <laughs> so, but I'm going since it is off the board. I'm going with a Tony Gwynn like hitter, and I'm going Ichiro. Oh, yeah, Holy Ichiro. Man. He tore it up in Japan, came over, and was like, "Oh, I'll, I see your U.S. pitching. I can hit that." And the guy, there are stories of his hitting where. He could hit for power. He just chose not to. Mm-hmm. Like if someone just had the skill set of like, man, that's not my game. Like I could hit homers. I just don't want to do it. To have that skill set and to know that you could do that just puts you above anyone else. Like there's a reason a guy won MVP and rookie leader in the same season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great hitter. Like he was always good against the Angels. He could literally take a two strike bunt and just hit it back to the pitcher and beat the throw out. Like. A guy can place the ball anywhere. 100%. My husband and I were actually having this conversation, and he was like, imagine if he was in the league earlier. He didn't come into the league until he was, you know, late 20s. He was like 27. He's like, the accuracy that he did with the ball, he wasn't going to hit home runs every game, but if your guy is on – if his guy's on base, he's going to get that guy in. So, yeah, he was just phenomenal. I just like, oh, if he was here in his, like – even early mid twenties, like it would have been completely different story. Imagine if the Mariners didn't waste his talent either. Seriously, to be there oh. of all places, yeah. of all places in Seattle. I mean, that's why ha- a lot of the times, you know, I I apologize to all my Mariners friends out there. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, they've had a lot of great talent that has kind of died and then gone elsewhere, unfortunately. I can think of a few Angels players that have died over there too. Mm-hmm. And a Yankees player, Robinson, Robinson, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten consecutive two hundred hit seasons. Tony Gwynn or each row, each row. Oh my god! Brian, you were talking about the power a minute ago. I was at a game at Citizens Bank Park. Have you ever been there? They have wired bullpens. And when it shows with the Marlins, he hit one into the top of the bullpen, almost by Nash Barnell. He was like a 400-foot homer. And my son was a kid, and he's like, wait, Itro doesn't hit balls like that. I'm like, yes, he does. <laughs> Just saw it. And I also got to see him pitch. My wife never got to see him play, and we were sitting in right field where our seats are. And I was telling her all about Itro, and I was like, ah, I guess he's not playing. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait, he's pitching. What the hell are you doing pitching? So I, got to- <laughs> I, I guess he, he's been clocked at like 95 or something. Like, he could do anything. He's a machine. Yeah. Machine. And the fact that he played until his mid forties is another thing too. And because he consistently kept his body in shape, like I'm like, what did you do? What can you give to these younger kids to keep them? Like, what is this? Is this a magic serum? What is this? Let's prevent these injuries. Absolutely. I I love those. I love those picks that that Ichiro is amazing. You know, the one that I was surprised that I didn't hear tonight. I'm surprised nobody said Derek Jeter. I'm surprised yeah, nobody we said that documentary shoved out our throats for the past month. So. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. I feel like we all wanted to be different they, and not be generic. And yeah. Derek Jeter. Well, so it every day and twice on Sunday, baby. But, but the one that I, I swear to you, here's my notebook. I swear to you. The one that I, I thought Thomas was going to say was not David Wright. I thought he was going to say Chipper Jones. 
Purdue's run number two. I had him right next to David Wright going back and forth between those two. Listen, Chipper was an amazing hitter, and he did from both sides play. He's also another guy that played it right, right? Um, oh, as yeah. did Ryan Sandberg. Um, I was surprised that. You mean that was that, Brad? You mean the guy that couldn't handle matching the team and quit midseason? That guy? Yeah, that, that's the guy, too. Right? Oh, here's some salt. There we go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here you go. Here's some salt. And um, to uh, show Red Sox Nation a little love, one of the guys that I always loved watching, um, and his career got cut short by injury, but he played the game right, and he was a great contact hitter, and he could hit for power. Little guys, Dustin Pedroia. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, Manny Machado. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're, yes, we all feel that way in LA, by the way. But uh, when you're when you're talking about a list that has Kirby Puckett, Manny Ramirez, Steve Garvey, David Wright, George Brett, Tony Gwynn, Ichiro. It's hard to add Dustin Pedroia in that conversation, good point. but it is not hard to add him in a kind of a hall of very good conversation, right? 100%. So, right. Well, yeah. he was he was more of when you look at Red Red Sox Nation, um, mm-hmm. he was that consistent loyalty throughout. You know, we had a lot of these incomers, so you had. David Ortiz was, you know, brought in. Pedro was brought in. Manny was brought in. So the, he was like, he was here. He went through the system. And um, he was very beloved. Manny Machado. <laughs> uh, we're not bitter or anything about it at all. Not, not at all, apparently. No. Um, you know I is... Nobody went power hitter. Nobody was like Bonds or, you know, like, mm-hmm. I was, like for postseason stuff. You know, like, let's be honest, if, you know, Bonds in his prime on any team, we, we'd all welcome it, you know, like put all the other nonsense aside, the boy could hit a ball, you know, he was, he was solid. Mm-hmm. Even skin Barry Bonds, poor big head of Barry Bonds came around, it was, uh, you know, it was a treat to see. Well, I went back, I went back and forth between David Ortiz and Manny, and I went back and forth, and then I went, I went back to Manny in Cleveland, and I watched games and clips of him in Cleveland and I was just like well let's go back to when Poppy was in Minnesota I'm like there really wasn't anything to give me a highlight reel until he came to Boston so I was like you know and I look at the numbers in comparison to stats Manny was the cleanup guy he had better stats than David Ortiz in the end so Mm -hmm. he did and and that's actually a good call because um the since are the Cleveland Indians. I still struggle with Guardians. Cleveland Indians. That '90s group was the teams that never were. They were mm-hmm. really good oh, yeah. teams, but they just. I mean, remember you had you had Tommy on that team. You had Manny on that team. You had Alomar on that team. You had good pitchers that were either at the beginning of their career, like Jared Wright, or at the end of their career, like Oral Hershiser. Those that was the that was the decade that never was. Just like the Braves had the '90s, where they won a World Series and they run all the divisions. Cleveland was like that until they started dismantling after the '97 season. And it, that, I mean, match was Charlie Manuel. You know, yeah, he, World Series with us. So you know, top flight manager too. Yeah, I, he was. You know, I was talking hitting. You ever see me talk hitting? He'll talk to you for hours. Yeah, he's. He was a fun manager. He and Bobby Cox would be – I love to sit down with both of those guys and have conversations. That Just would be cool. shoot the breeze, right? Those are 
Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that aren't going to outdo it by statistical analysis like Joe Torrey, right? Just They just seem like down-home guys that will just have fun with you. You know, Charlie's one of the most approachable people you ever meet. I saw him today at the ballpark. Signed autographs, taking pictures. You know, he's very approachable. So, if you ever see him around, you never know. Maybe he'll come Say on. Say yeah. hi. Well, you know what we got to do is we got to do another one of these podcasts, but we have to we have to set different parameters. I've got some ideas on setting parameters, um, you know, for this, talking about pitching and some other things. So, hopefully, you guys have had fun with this. This is blast. I, I've loved this dialogue. I mean, I honestly, Jackson Kirby Puckett was a great pool. He is a great pool. Um, I went back and forth, and I, it was tough. I wanted to, you know, be cheeky and say Barry Bonds because, of course, Barry Bonds. But I figured everyone would gentlemen out of Barry Bonds, just like when we did, you know, the the best the best speed guys. We all gentlemen out of Ricky Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Cool. And- and I love Sarah's analysis with Manny. Steve Garvey was number one on my list, by the way. Jason, when you had said it, I because again, that's my favorite player. But I think between he and Dale Murphy, they dominated the the 80s. Well, oh, Steve Garvey, 70s more, but they dominated the 80s. Um, David Wright, man, that is a great pull. He is, and that's hard for a Braves fan to swallow that, right? I mean, that <laughs> was hard to come out of your mouth, Thomas, probably, as you were looking. Yes, yes, it was. But I love the George Brett, the Tony Gwynn Oscar. That that's an amazing pull on Ichiro. What you missed was Brian's pull on Ichiro, Oscar. He was he was on my list. Was he? Okay, good. He, he I, was actually number number three on my list. Brett, Brett said we weren't allowed to to mention Derek Jeter because uh, of the Captain Show and you know how much everybody loves that show out in Philly right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I. Brett, Oscar has a DVR, and he's trying to make you three copies, by the way. If you need them, you'll have three copies oh, of the show. Wait till they're playing at the gym tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. But we're going to do this again. We'll do this pitcher style. Uh, next time, we'll, we'll have fun doing it. Um, I, top fans, when you, see the, when you hear this, I should say, I will tag everybody's uh, Instagram in this. Please follow these people. They are good baseball fans. They're just good all-around people. Um, I've been blessed to get to know each one of them uh, and their capacities, not just as sports fans, but as humans. And I think they're great. Um, and so I could go to a game with any one of them and, and be very happy. So Sarah, Jason, Jackson, Thomas, Brett, Oscar, thanks for joining tonight. It's been so much fun. Oh, oh. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bet. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thank you.